At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead on VCN, the sports betting network. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R, and at VCN Live. As uh, another small card on a Monday in Major League Baseball did provide some excitement. If you followed our selections on the vcin.com Daily Best Bets page, you went 4-0 today with a play of the day winner in the Baltimore Orioles plus the run and a half against the Blue Jays. Didn't even need the run and a half as the O's win outright against Toronto. Also took the run and a half with the San Francisco Giants. Didn't need that either as the Giants won outright over the San Diego Padres as the Fade Sunday night baseball continues to be profitable. The New York Mets continued their winning ways with a win over the Reds. The Yankees currently in a win uh, leading the Seattle Mariners, looking to bounce back and snap their losing streak uh, that they just got swept over the weekend by the Cardinals. Angels, a 1-0 win over the A's. Diamondbacks blanked the Pirates, 3-0. Just a low-scoring day, well, with the exception of the Yankees uh, game and the uh, Orioles game, low-scoring day throughout Major League Baseball, and not much changing in the way of the standings, except the Baltimore Orioles are right on the cusp of a wild card in the American League. And every, every conversation that we had surrounding the Baltimore Orioles was, this is a team that has had a really nice first half, has completely blown through their preseason win total, but they'll fall off eventually, and they're not going to be a playoff team. Well, I think it's time that we maybe start to rethink that, and perhaps we give this team a little bit more credit. Brandon Hyde has done a tremendous job with this roster. And they trade away Trey Mancini, and people assumed, and I guess I'm guilty of it as well, that they were, you know, selling off, and that's it. This team would fall without their big clubhouse leader in Trey Mancini. That hasn't been the case. They've won seven of their last 10 games 
they're about to be a game back of the third wild card in the American League. They're 57 and 52, defying all expectations. And in a year where everyone is talking right now, and rightfully so, about the Seattle Mariners and how they have defied expectations and how they are on the cusp of breaking a postseason drought, the longest in the four major professional sports, I think more people should be talking about the Baltimore Orioles, a team that has long been a laughing stock here in Major League Baseball, is legitimately, I'm not saying they're a World Series contender, but this is a team that is going, or that is very likely, to make the postseason. Yes, the past several seasons have not been kind to the Baltimore Orioles. Last year, finishing 52-110. and 52-110. This year, already more wins than last year. As I said, there are 57-52. and 52. The last time this team made the playoffs was in 2016. They lost the wild card game. They finished 89-73. and 73. Prior to that, there was the 2014 season where they actually won the American League East, 96 wins, and they lost in the ALCS. And prior to that, in 2012, they lost in the division series uh, after winning 93 games. And But from 20, but before 2012, you have to go all the way back to 1997 to see the last time that this team made the playoffs. They had a drought from 98 to 2012, made the playoffs three times in a, I guess, five-year span, but have not made the postseason since 2016. They're looking to snap that skid this season and have a very good chance of doing so. The wild cards in the American League right now are the Blue Jays, Rays, and Mariners with the Orioles right there on the outside looking in. In the National League, I touched upon this a little bit last night when I really was, um, I, I don't want to say I was down on the Padres, but I thought the Padres got a little bit of a reality check from the Dodgers over the weekend. Uh, keep in mind, this is a Padres team that everyone rushed to bet on after the trade deadline or at the trade deadline, right? You, you bring in Josh Hader from Milwaukee. You The biggest move of them all from any team was the acquisition of Juan Soto. And you also bring in Josh Bell and Brandon Drury. And, you know, when Tatis comes back, this is going to be the most formidable lineup, arguably, in Major League Baseball. But they got a reality check this weekend, being swept by the Dodgers. And now... The Padres have lost five straight games and are just a game up on Milwaukee for the third wild card in the National League. And I think should this team not make the playoffs, which I don't even think anybody is considering, everyone is just assuming that this team makes the postseason. But should they not, this would be one of the bigger disappointments in, in, in Major League Baseball this year. And there's a I'm not saying it's a real chance, but there is a chance it could happen. But the team that I think everyone should be keeping an eye out for 
as far as a wild card team, as far as an underdog team, is the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies have won five straight games, nine of their last 10 games. Bryce Harper is beginning to swing and hit off of a tee. And when they get him back, this lineup will be complete. And it will get much-needed pop that they have been lacking. But the acquisitions of David Robertson in the back end of their bullpen and Noah Syndergaard to slide into the three spot in their rotation behind Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler make this team a formidable foe in the postseason. Because when they get into a wild card series where it is a three-game series and they throw Wheeler, Nola, and Syndergaard, they might have an advantage over whoever they play, especially with Harper back in the lineup. I think the Phillies are a sneaky team now, and you look at the standings, they are holding the second wild card in the National League and are three games back of the Atlanta Braves for the first wild card. The Braves, obviously victims of the uh, Mets this past weekend, losing four out of five, and the lead in the NL East is up to seven games now for the Mets. The Mets have a series here against the Reds. They'll finish this series off. Uh, It's just a quick three-game series. Then it's three games against Philadelphia. And then next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four games in Atlanta against the Braves. In those four games, the Mets are lined up right now to have Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom pitch the final two games of that series. The Mets may be in a position, as the Braves here have a two-game set with the Red Sox and then four games in Miami where I don't think they will face Sandy Alcantara. Let me double-check that. Miami's probable pitchers for that series. No, Alcantara's going to pitch against Philadelphia on Wednesday. So one, two, three, four. Yeah, no, it looks like he's lined up to skip them uh, so they won't have to face Alcantara. But still, the Mets could be in a position next week to bury the Atlanta Braves in the American League East race. And based on the results Over the course of this week, there is a chance that after that four-game set, after Thursday, August 18th, the Philadelphia Phillies are actually in second place in the National League East. Could very well be a possibility. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Aaron Judge did go deep, a home run here in Seattle against the Mariners. So um, he is obviously uh, still on his uh, record tear as uh, everyone waits to see if Judge winds up with over 60 home runs right now at 44 on the season, 
and uh, on a very good pace to eclipse that 60 home run mark. There is news in the NFL, some injury news. Some of it is uh, mild and shouldn't be a concern. Others, possibly bigger concerns. Update you on what's going on around training camp coming up next. Once again, I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. You hit us all up on the network here at VSIN Live. Coming up about 15 minutes or so from now, we'll be joined by our very own Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. But up next, little NFL training camp update here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare welcome back this segment of the look ahead is presented by zin nicotine pouches simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. A little update on what's going on around training camps in the NFL. Jameis Winston, Saints quarterback, had to leave practice on Monday after tweaking his foot. Uh, Coach Dennis Allen told reporters, quote, he just was rolling out on a seven-on-seven period and kind of rolled his ankle a bit. We brought him in for some evaluation. We'll see where he's at, but really no update other than that, end quote. Um, Winston, they think it's not going to be a big deal. Okay, but any 
time you have a quarterback that is dealing with a lower body injury, you take it seriously, especially when a guy is coming off of an ACL injury a season ago. Jameis Winston recently said that he feels, quote, most more explosive this training camp than he has in previous training camps. Uh, still recovering from the injury, and um, we'll see uh, if it's anything more serious, but it doesn't appear to be anything more serious than just a little bit of an ankle tweak, and I'm sure they'll take every precaution with Jameis Winston here in training camp, still several weeks before the start of the regular season. Uh, on a more serious injury note, uh, Jets offensive tackle Makai Becton could be out for a significant period of time. Uh, an MRI of his right knee revealed a more serious injury than initially thought. He um, he injured the same knee that required season-ending surgery in September. According to ESPN.com, this was described as a, quote, different injury. He's going to have additional tests on Tuesday to determine the diagnosis, but um, he is likely going to miss significant time. Hopefully, for the Jets' uh, sake, it is not going to be the entire season. But uh, Makai Becton was uh, supposed to be a big part of this Jets' offensive line, and you looked at the Jets' depth chart there, in the offensive line, uh, George Fant scheduled to be the left tackle and Makai Becton supposed to be the right tackle. The Jets had an opportunity in the NFL draft this past year to take one of the top-tier offensive linemen. In fact, I actually placed a bet <laughs> that the Jets were going to take an offensive lineman um, and they wind up going with uh, Sauce Gardner uh, with the fourth overall selection. And, yeah, you know, great pick, and the Jets are going to have four draft picks that are going to have an impact right away. I've been saying this for a while about this team. With Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, and Brees Hall, all those guys going to have immediate impacts on this team. But they passed on Ike Aquanu, Evan Neal, Charles Cross because they were confident in Makai Becton. Despite all the reports that said the contrary, that was the idea. And now with his injury, you start to kind of concern yourself with the Jets' offensive line, uh, hoping to protect Zach Wilson as he looks to make that second-year leap as a quarterback. Um, injury news in Major League Baseball. The um, Yankees announcing that Matt Carpenter has suffered a left foot fracture. So uh, a left foot fracture from Matt Carpenter. You would expect him to be out an extended period of time. Yankees' depth takes a hit, but they did recently acquire Harrison Bader uh, in a trade with the Cardinals. So maybe the depth 
that they had uh, able to survive an injury to a guy like Matt Carpenter. And now you don't have to start questioning who's going to be the DH, uh, how you're going to maneuver. You know, it's like they had too many pieces, right? That was what everyone was concerned about. It's like, all right, well, if Bader is the starting center fielder, then um, is Glaber Torres the guy that's left out on the bench? Um, if Matt Carpenter is the primary DH, uh, what does that mean for Giancarlo Stanton and, and Aaron Judge? Do you, is Judge in right and then Stanton in left and, and Bader in center? Then where's Aaron Hicks play? There's a lot of things going on with the Yankees, but what is probably likely to happen now is you'll get Stanton, the DH, and you have the outfield of Benintendi, Bader, and Judge, and Matt Carpenter, the odd man out, because of the injury. And this happens in baseball. Injuries happen. You can never have enough enough depth. And it's not just baseball. It's all sports. You can never have enough depth because injuries happen. And just when you think that you have too much of something, it become your needs are filled because of the depth that you have. And that's the luxury that the Yankees had is with these bench players that now they are able to kind of maneuver their lineup a little bit a little bit easier with one less player to fill the void. Yankees are an interesting team right now. You know, bouncing back from this uh, losing streak to beat the Mariners, um, they had lost five straight, been in a bit of a slump, and over the court, and this is, look, they're not going to catch the 2001 Mariners for the best record uh, in baseball, just um, not in the cards for them anymore. They don't even have the best record in baseball right now. They're st- they only have 71 wins after tonight. It's the Dodgers with 75 wins that have the most in Major League Baseball. The Mets have 71 wins as well. So the Yankees, what they did was, by winning all these games early on in the season, by jumping out to such an enormous lead in the American League East, by being the best team in baseball for the first several months of the season, they afforded themselves the luxury of going through a losing streak, of going through a lull. Over the course of 162 games, it's going to happen for every team. You're going to go through a lull. The New York Mets did it prior to the All-Star break, right? Everyone was talking about the the Braves and how good that they were playing and how the Mets were slumping. Well, the Mets got through their slump. They got Jacob deGrom off the IL, and now they look like world beaters. You know, the Dodgers had a little bit of a hiccup. Uh, Right now, the Yankees are going through their hiccup. It's just about who's able to survive it and who's able to get through it. And it seems like the Yankees and the Mets and the Dodgers afforded themselves a big enough cushion that they were able to survive their lulls and still maintain their status atop their divisions. Dodgers lead the West by 16 games. Just wow. Uh, Mets lead the East by 7. Yankees 10 and a half. And the Astros leading the West by 11. The only races are in the Central in both leagues. The Twins with a one-game lead over the Guardians, just two games up on the White Sox, and the Cardinals just two games up on the Brewers in the National League Central. And if you look currently at the odds to win each of those divisions, 
in the American League Central. The Twins are plus 130. The White Sox plus 170. Guardians plus 250. And in the NL Central, Cardinals are actually minus 210. And the Brewers plus 160. We'll talk more about the division races, the awards market, anything uh, in the futures market that Jason Weingarten is on top of. His thoughts post-trade deadline and moving forward here in Major League Baseball as we are joined by the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast available on vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. That's coming up next right here with me, Scott Seidenberg, on the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up for VEASAN All Access today and get everything we offer for the entire football season, including our upcoming pro football betting guide. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Joining us now, talk a little Major League Baseball, is the host of the Wide World of Wine Garden podcast, available on VEASAN.com slash podcasts. He is Jason Weingarten, and Jason, this past weekend, we saw a couple of good division matchups, the Mets and the Braves. We'll get to that in just a moment, but let's start off with the Dodgers and the Padres. You know, everyone seemed to rush to bet the Padres after the trade deadline. At least that's what the market indicated with the change in their futures odds. Did they get a reality check by the Dodgers over this weekend? Dodgers absolutely from start to finish. Friday to Sunday gave them a reality check. They didn't lead, I think, for a single inning that entire game, <laughs> that entire series. Actually, um, I was there Friday night, and it was, you know, four runs in the first inning, um, not competitive. I mean, they they pitched a, a position player on Friday night, and um, just they lost every way you could. You know, it, it was very much a reality check for them coming off the Juan Soto trade. But do you still believe that this? Padres team is a playoff team, right? Like they're not going to lose out on a wild card, do you think? Yes, but they're currently in the third wild card spot mm-hmm. and they lost again tonight. So they got to, you know, they 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 have work left to do. It's not they're closer to last place in the AL or excuse me, in the NL West than uh, first place. It's it's not a guarantee they make the playoffs. If they do get in and let's say they stay as the third wild card and have to match up with possibly the Cardinals in that wild card series, do you think they get out of it and have an opportunity to face the Dodgers? They could. They absolutely could. I mean, anytime you're going to assumably have a healthy Tatis, Machado, Soto in the middle of that lineup with 
Josh Bell and Jake Cronenworth and the other guys who are all, you know, pretty, pretty decent ball players, you absolutely are going to have a chance to beat a division division winner in a playoff series. But what we saw this weekend is that this team still has a lot of work to do to reach that, that final form that could compete in a, a series. When you look at a potential series matchup with the Dodgers, how would you price that? And uh, would you ever consider taking the Padres? We know I, I bet the Padres on uh, Friday. I bet them again on Saturday. Um, so the value was there and I ended up, I ended up betting the Dodgers on Sunday. So at least I kind of salvaged something, yeah. something there with those. Um, Dodgers obviously would be a pretty, pretty big favorite with home field advantage in a playoff series, assuming we're mm-hmm. talking about second round or whatever. Uh, I, I don't think you could probably convince me at this point to bet the Padres, you know, on a, a world series future, uh, uh, pennant future a series versus the Dodgers after what we saw but um, I'm willing to to consider that that was just a, a bad weekend sure uh, well a good weekend for the New York Mets and after watching the way that Jacob deGrom pitched on Sunday and really what Max Scherzer has done throughout this entire season are the Mets the team to beat in the National League with that one-two punch, considering in a four-game series, both of those guys are pitching at least twice? I think the Dodgers still rate ahead of the Mets overall as the best team in baseball. But the Mets are clearly gaining gaining ground, and with a healthy, with a healthy DeGrom and uh, Scherzer leading the way there, and Edwin Diaz in the back end and the and the, and the bullpen, they have certainly built a team, which I've said before is built for playoff baseball, is built to win series. Um, nobody wants to play them in a in a playoff series, Dodgers included. Yeah, I, I just I think you know you have Degrom and Scherzer pitching four of the seven games, and that's not even considering what if they decide to pitch you know like Scherzer on three days rest and he goes one four seven. In a series, and if that's the case, you got Scherzer and Degrom five of the seven games of a seven-game series. I just don't see the Mets losing four games unless you're telling me that the bullpen blows the game. But you mentioned Edwin Diaz; he has been lights out this season. And it's funny to think back to a couple of years ago after they acquired him from Seattle, and everyone was singing the praises of Jared Kelnick and how this trade was won by the Mariners. Well, now Kelnick's up and down in the minors. Uh, Justin Dunn just pitched against the Mets for the Reds today. So he was traded, part of that Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker deal. And Edwin Diaz is the best closer in baseball. So it's clear that the Mets have won that trade. Yeah, baseball's weird like that. You know, uh, one day you're Kelnick, you're top of the world. Next day, Julio Julio Rodriguez is the guy and you're in Tacoma. (laughs) Yesterday's yesterday's news and... Edwin Diaz is having an elite season. I think at this point he's up to 45.1 innings, giving up seven earned runs with 91 strikeouts, 12 walks. It's a 1.39 ERA, 26 saves, a 52.9% strikeout percentage. Like, what else do you have to do when you're striking out 52.9% uh, of the uh, the batters you face? That's 
that's got to get at this point got to be at least a da- down ballot Cy Young candidate. Two. So right now, Cy Young, Edwin Diaz, I'm seeing 70 to one out there. You co-signed that bet, huh? Yeah, I was we were talking about it at, at uh, 100 to 1, 80 to 1. I know the Camby books still have it at 100. Um, it's always interesting the fact that the the FanDuel lets you you parlay it. Mm. So you can always parlay it with like a Justin Verlander or a Michael Harris and Spencer Strider. Yeah. You know, who are probably the two most likely in the NL market and kind of boost those odds even higher if you want to get a, a real long shot <clears throat> going there. I've been I've been trying to find different ways to take advantage of the uh the parlay stuff at, at FanDuel recently so when was the last time a relief pitcher won the Cy Young award Eric Gagne 2003 well yeah steroid Gagne huh yeah so so Diaz won't reach Gagne's uh you know save number most likely he's not gonna get you know 45 saves or whatever maybe he'll max out 40 if we're we're lucky or so there's also no need to potentially push him down the stretch just to to get you know extra extra numbers on the stat sheet mm-hmm. but 52.9% strikeout rate at a certain point like you just have to recognize that a guy can't pitch better than that you know i mean Mariano Rivera in 2005 he finished second for the Cy Young that year he went 7 and 4 with 43 saves a 1.38 ERA same as Edwin Diaz uh, 0.86 whip same as Edwin Diaz 26.1% strikeout rate. So practically doubled Mariano Rivera, the best closer of all time strikeout rate. Got to be worth something, right? Second, third place votes, maybe. So Gagne that year struck out 137 in 82 and a third innings. Uh, yeah, and-, and he was on steroids. But <laughs> he did. He did do that all. I remember that was a really cool year for Dodger baseball. Yeah, but Diaz, as you mentioned, what does he have? Ninety uh, uh, something strikeouts in forty innings, whatever it was. Yeah, he's up to ninety-one, uh, ninety-one and forty-five point one innings. So you know that number is just going to go higher. It's not a crazy bet. It really isn't. Uh, and at that number, it's worth a flyer for sure. Just, just look at all the names on the list. And mm-hmm. think about the guys you don't want that are ahead of him. And you probably get, you know, past Zach Wheeler and Carlos Rodon. Yeah. Like, I think you could make a better case that Edwin Diaz deserves, you know, a second, third, or fourth place Cy Young vote ahead of Zach Wheeler or Carlos Rodon. So the only guys ahead of him at that point are Alcantara, Max Fried, Corbin Burns. And I know everyone thinks Alcantara is just going to cruise in and get Cy Young, but he's got two starts versus the Dodgers, a start versus the Padres coming up. You know, bad week, and, and this is a wide-open race. It's a, I wish, and I've said this before when it comes to the awards market, I wish you can bet on second place. You know, I wish. I you, wish, yeah, like golf, you could do yeah. a each way sort of thing. Yeah. That, was, that would be much more interesting. Like you're a, right. Imagine you could bet a top five. Like, uh, Edwin Diaz would be a lock for a top five uh, Cy Young voting. You know, like, that would be that would be such a fun bet to make in, in every awards market. If you can bet a top three or top five rather than the outright winner of the award. Uh, Jason, do me a favor. Hang on. Let's get into some other uh, teams when we come back from the, from the break here. I want to ask your thoughts on what's going on in the American League. Maybe a little uh, Yankees uh, avoiding the panic button with a win here over the Mariners. So still plenty to get into. Jason hosts the Wide World of Weingarten podcast on vcin.com slash podcast. So wherever you get your podcasts from, you follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Today. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon, made brighter. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Rejoined now by Jason Weingarten, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. It's available on VSIN.com. Slash podcast. Follow Jason on Twitter at Spreadopedia. And Jason, another win for the Baltimore Orioles. Now 57 and 52 on the year. And it seemed like everyone, including myself, was saying, nice first half, but they'll fall off. Well, they are just a game out of a playoff spot here on August 8th. Is it time to start giving the Baltimore Orioles the respect they deserve? Absolutely, time to give them respect. If you look at uh, if you look at their win loss record, you know by month. Or if you look at it excluding the the first third of the season, or however you want to do it, they're up there with the Astros, Dodgers, the Mets, and the Yankees in terms of of most wins over you know X amount over over however what you want to cut it. But they've <clears throat> they've been playing more like a top five team in uh, in baseball the last couple months. And they've been doing out. They've been doing it without Josh Means. They've been doing out that without Grayson Rodriguez, one of their best prospects. It's uh, pretty impressive how they've developed pitching. And you look at them here. They beat the Blue Jays uh, with Yusei Kikuchi on the hill, which was a great matchup for them here on Monday. Would you consider backing them again here on Tuesday? Kyle Bradish against the ace of the Blue Jays staff, Alec Manoa. Although some people would say Kevin Gosman, I say Alec Manoa. I would definitely back them tomorrow. I think at this point, if you're uh, if you're on the O's playoff bandwagon, it's uh, it's still good, good, good spots coming up all throughout the month to continue to back them versus uh, division rivals and Blue Jays. Here, I mean, to make playoffs, got to beat the Blue Jays. So mm-hmm. give me uh, plus one fifty on those tomorrow. Absolutely, it'll be on my card. Well, sticking in the American League East, the Yankees with a. Uh... A sigh of relief after they snapped their losing streak by beating the Seattle Mariners. 
you know, I asked people the question over the weekend, was it time? I don't want to, I didn't want to call it hit the panic button, but was it time to be a little bit concerned with the New York Yankees, giving up maybe the injuries and the performance as of late? What's your thought on the way that the Yankees have slumped as of late? I think with the Yankees, just as a, as a whole and the, the fans, mostly when, when things start not looking great for a week or two, they, uh, they get, not not necessarily angry, but it's kind of the end of the world, mm-hmm. and everything is uh, everything is magnified in New York. Like Joey Gallo talked about how he didn't you know particularly enjoy the the magnification of his his struggles and everything. Um, but some some players embrace it. Some players just not their their personality. I think uh, I think they the Yankees are fine. It was it was not realistic to expect them to sustain 113 win pace for the entire season. So um, over the course of 162 games, you go through some, uh, some under 500 uh, periods for 10, 15, 25 games, whatever. They're fine though. I mean, I think they really needed that win tonight and it would be really positive to see Garrett Cole bounce back tomorrow after, uh, you know, having the same pitch, pitching matchup last week and, and the Mariners having one of their better wins of the season. Short price on the Yankees going up against Luis Castillo, who now in back-to-back starts against the Yankees has looked really good. Uh, any feel for this game on Tuesday night? Yeah, I bet I bet the Yankees tonight. Um, I'll bet them tomorrow. I, uh, I, I think that's a really short price with Garrett Cole. I bet the over two, over seven. So uh, mm. Yankees and over seven for me tomorrow. Yeah, it's a low total with both of these starting pitchers, of course. Probably bet the first inning too. Yeah, yes on the first inning. You'll get a good yes, plus on money price. On you'll that. get a big you'll get a big press plus money price. Got got plus one ten tonight, which was, you know, pretty big. I think Bookmaker was dealing like minus one twenty two. Mm. Yeah, that's always a good proposition to take a look at here. Um the Astros have been, you know, I, I don't want to say quietly, but they really have been uh right up there with the Yankees in terms of the best team in the American League, but yet not getting the same type of love that the Yankees get in the futures market. The Yankees are obviously, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of right there together, but the Yankees had always been with the Dodgers in terms of the World Series favorites. Do the Astros deserve more of a look as a World Series bet in your mind? I think the Astros are the best team in the American League. Uh, I think I have already some Astros futures, Astros to win the American League from earlier um, earlier in the season. They uh, they just have better, I think, deeper pitching top to bottom than than the Yankees. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's tough because it's it's going to be a really competitive playoff in both both leagues this year. I, I don't think uh, you know Dodgers or Yankees or Astros are just going to stroll into the World Series. But uh, I, I think the, the Astros, just every every time I look at them on paper, assuming everybody's healthy, Michael Brantley, Jordan Alvarez. And remember, Jordan Alvarez playing at like 75, 80% mm-hmm. uh, lately. So um, with full health, I think they, they could beat the Yankees. It, it would not surprise me to see them do it. They're heavily favored here against Martin Perez from the Rangers, who has had a really nice season for Texas. Uh, any inclination to bet against the Astros with Perez on the hill? No, nah, this game probably probably passed for me. Um, I, I find laying big prices on the Astros could could burn you. Like uh, recently, they just got swept by the A's. So 
I'm not dying to rush in and, and lay dollar seventy on on them right now. How about the Philadelphia Phillies? The they have won nine of their last ten games. Uh, Bryce Harper is hitting off a tee, so hopefully he'll be back. And I do think the addition of Noah Syndergaard in this rotation uh, is going to help them, especially come playoff time. Do you like backing the Phillies here for the remainder of the season? Yeah, I think uh, I think they're similar to the Padres. Uh, you know, they they've had some ups and downs this season. Mm-hmm. The the difference might be Juan Soto or whatever, but Bryce Harper, you know, former reigning MVP. They uh, they have two aces with uh, Nola and Wheeler. The <clears throat> the pieces are all in place for uh, for them to contend. It, it's all there. They just got to put it. You know, players got to put it together. Would you back Wheeler uh, heavily favored here on Tuesday against the Marlins and Braxton Garrett? Yeah, I just I actually just saw the the lines moving on that game a little bit. So somebody's uh, somebody's getting in on that game right now. Uh, yeah, I probably probably play the Phillies here. Um, I don't know how how big I'd go, but they uh, the Marlins the Marlins have just they're they're such such a bad badly run mm. team. The the man the players don't like Mattingly, and it's it's just not a good situation. I don't I don't see them you know performing well the rest of the season. Jeter left that team in shambles. Uh, he got out while he can. Um, the Braves take on the Red Sox. Rich Hill against Charlie Morton. Uh, Rich Hill, to me, is a batting practice pitcher. I'd be looking at a Braves, maybe a Braves run line here. Any opinions on this game? Uh, I, I was looking at this game. I was hoping maybe I would find uh, find a reason to bet the total. But, uh, yeah, I think I think you could probably, probably bet the over here is is the way I'd go. I don't, I don't, I don't, like either of these pitchers that much, to be honest. I think Charlie Morton's obviously the the much better pitcher at this stage in their careers. Uh, like you said, it's a uh, Rich Hill batting practice pitcher at this point. Yep. Your boy Otani on the mound against James Caprillion and the A's, uh, the Angels, minus 190. Is that too steep of a price? Yeah, that's going to come down. You'll see that in the 170s when the market, when the limits get higher for sure. Um I probably if uh, if you could lay like like minus one fifteen or less on the the run line, I would definitely take the A's. I took the A's. I've I've actually bet against Otani's last two starts, just because I had to essentially with the the numbers mm-hmm. I was getting against him. But you know if if you could take a big price on Oakland, we want to take the run line. You want to take plus one and a half for for it kind of moves to one twenty five or one thirty. It's a good bat. I think I have no problem with either of those. Total six and a half, too. That's kind of crazy. That's really low. I wonder. I don't know why it's that low. Maybe weather or something. I've. I mean, I can't imagine it. Probably because the Angels have a Triple A lineup and the yeah. A's are a Triple A team. <laughs> yeah, but Triple A games sometimes Triple A games go over. Yeah, Triple <laughs> yeah, A games are you fun. Know? I think I was at an Aviators game recently here in Vegas. The total was like fifteen and a half. So <laughs> yeah, I bet I bet the Aviators over every day. Jason, appreciate the time and the conversation. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. There he is, Jason Weingarten. Catch the Wide World of Weingarten podcast on vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast from. Hit him up on Twitter at Spreadopedia. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on vcin.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.